we're on the road on a Thursday like we normally are on Thursdays where games. But you know, next week I'm not here. I know. I heard Josh is going to be in the house. That's right. I'm going to be in Mexico. So oh, lucky. Well, lucky. okay. Let, let's go through this real quick. Okay. You say lucky. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm blessed. But it is a work trip. So boohoo buckaroo, right? And, and I'm not good traveling by myself. Not, you're, I'm not getting on your sympathy. I'm not getting any so sympathy. What here. I'm hearing here is that everything is paid for. Go ahead. Nothing out of pocket That's right. for you to go to Mexico. That's right. That's to call what a I softball. That, yeah, to call a softball game. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, and then then I'll also be complaining about my seat at the softball game because they put you down the line and there's kids playing in front of you. All these terrible things that are going on. <laughs> That's sarcasm, people. Just know that. But I have to travel back by myself. Right, I'm traveling because I'm going to leave that night. I've got some Super Bowl responsibilities, which sounds a lot cooler than it is. So I got to be back in Oklahoma by Sunday morning. Team's not traveling back till Sunday afternoon. So I I made the plan. It's like okay, because they I think I don't know if it was travel or if coach said hey let's have a day where they can enjoy Mexico a little bit. So I'm traveling back by myself on Saturday night. I don't do well in those situations, Gary. Don't well, do well. I just hope that you make it. Don't make say it that. That's hung up with the, you know. I, that last time we went. Last well no hold on, we went in twenty and seventeen. So seventeen was my second season. I got stopped at the border because I had this equipment, and there was obviously a language barrier. Well, they thought I was coming in to sell this, right? And I learned that later, and I'm like, no no no, I do play by play. This no lie, play by play, go 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 go. That's me. I do that <laughs> stuff. That's what I do. And these guys are like, all right, you come with us. And it was a really, I mean, I'm, it's a nerve-wracking situation, right? Oh, yeah. Because you didn't do anything wrong, but I've watched enough National Geographic shows about, like, illegal smuggling to where I don't know. Are they going to take this equipment apart? And so they give me a bill, and they're like, you need to pay, like, 3000 I'm like, three? I don't have $3,000. You're going to have to keep this thing. And it come to find out there was the, the rate to where it was only, like, a couple hundred bucks. But now... I'm so nervous about it, right? Yeah. It's it's like I'm going to get stuck again at the border, and Patty Gasso is going to make fun of me. So, well, you better have some petty cash just in case. <laughs> That's right. Listen, can I just give you like a fifty, and you let me go? Then that way you put it in <laughs> your pocket, and we're good to go. Um, boy, you've been busy, man. Uh, up and down is uh, one man likes to say the highways and the byways. It's um, it's thawing out. It's warm. But this is also where you can realize, oh, no, I've got some problems, right, from the from the freeze and from the rain. A hundred percent. I mean, now is when the mold's going to start showing up. If you had uh, water loss and um, potential mold growth is going to start showing, you're going to see it around, you know, where the water loss occurred and where the water was. So, you know, if you have signs of water damage it's starting to turn yellow it's starting to turn black it's getting fuzzy then you need to give us a call and you're just gonna pick up the phone call 405-573-3048 you can call us in tulsa you can call us in oklahoma city norman ardmore i'm actually headed to ardmore this afternoon to look at a hospital that was Mm. flooded um you know missouri arkansas um Kansas, just pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help you out for sure. Are you? Is there anything you're seeing more of right now? I, I know that's kind of a general question, but 
you know, is for businesses and for homeowners, is there anything you're seeing maybe a little bit more of with, with mold or with leaks or anything of that nature? So we saw a significant amount of leaks from the, the freeze, for sure. Um, we saw several of them kind of trickle in after the freeze that people j- had just noticed um, that people had been out of town or people had gone into rooms they hadn't been into and stuff like that. Uh, but now we're starting to see uptick in mold inspections from the water losses. Uh, people are concerned. Uh, business owners are concerned um, that, you know, uh, the water losses weren't handled correctly. I was at an apartment complex. We'll leave nameless um, um, for conversation sakes <laughs> uh, yesterday in Oklahoma City, and they had literally let the apartment flood. This is a new apartment complex let the apartment flood didn't do anything about it and they're taking bids for mold remediation now uh, because they let it flood and didn't extract this is an occupied apartment when i walked in it reeked i mean you you can smell mold yeah um it reeked and um you know i was like I i was talking to him and i was just like you know i don't you know, if you guys would have responded to this and took care of it at the get-go, you wouldn't be in this boat. Right. Uh, but then, you know, I learned that there were some other factors in there with this apartment complex and everything else. But my my point of the matter is, is that is a prime example of why you have to take care of water damage seriously because it's going to turn into mold mold issues. Do, do you feel, now you've trained, and last week we were in your office and I was talking about all the different certificates of accomplishment for the training. Do you feel like business owners, property owners are getting smarter and, and better understand just the dangers of mold, not just for the property itself, but then for the inhabitants? Are, are we seeing a little bit more education and understanding on that front? I think so. Um, so I've learned that there's two different kind of owners in, the, in this world. There's the ones that really just don't care. They right. want to put every penny in their pocket and they don't care about the health, the safety, and well-being of their tenants um, um, of, or their employees. And then I've learned that there is the ones that really do care. They don't want the legal liability. They don't, you know, they want to take care of them. Uh, they want to take care of an issue when it's found right away. Right. But I do feel like people are getting more educated every day. Um, I do feel like the uh, that's really important. Um, I do think that the Central Library in Norman has brought a lot of education out. Uh, it's also brought a lot, brought a lot of questions out, um, too, uh, because it's brought mold more to the forefront. Um, you know, the library is not the biggest project that we have done in the last uh, the last year. Oh, wow. And so, you know, there's a lot of it out there. It's just not publicized on what's going on. It's kind of a... Um, a uh, dirty little secret, maybe, is a good way to put it. People just don't talk about the uh, black fuzzy stuff called right. mold. But it's out Either there. that or they they ignore it, and it's like, ah, I'll put some bleach on that, and it'll go away, right? Exactly, which doesn't solve the problem. Um, but, you know, one thing I've learned, too, is that, you know, there's people that know what they're doing in this industry, and there's people that don't. Mm-hmm. And you've got to make sure that you get a professional, reputable company that understands um, how to, you know, how to do this stuff. And there's, you know, there's a bunch of different training companies out there. There's a bunch of industry uh, certifications and stuff like that, too, from a bunch of different companies. Um, And so, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that one's better than the other, but you want to make sure that people are educated. Um, I took over a water loss uh, a few weeks ago from a company that was a remodel company they were an insurance, um, the insurance recommended them, 
And this guy, I mean, he was headed down the road to having mold issues, and he knew it. He was Mm -hmm. smart enough to know it because he owned a bunch of commercial properties, too. And he was like, he he saw... He saw our trucks and everything. He was like, man, you guys are professional. He called on a Saturday. I actually answered the phone because I was on call. And he was said, you know, hey, I, I met your guys at the bagel shop. You guys are doing great over there. You know, everybody, it looks professional. The equipment is, you know, top notch, state of the art. I can tell. He goes, you guys know what you're doing. He goes, I've got these jokers over here working on my house. And this house was in Edmond. It's a super nice house. And mm-hmm. he's like, I, I don't know what they're doing. And, uh. We went over there and walked through it with him and everything, and sure enough, it was a mess. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. He was headed down the road for mold really quickly. Uh, but anyways, he asked us to take it over, and we said, yeah, okay, we'll take it over. And we took it over and got it all dried out, got it all resolved, and we're building back this week. And he'll be back back doing business as normal starting Monday and, in his house. And, and you, Wow, that's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah. But you talk about it a lot. You want... There's so many different angles to it, right? And by the way, these chairs are awesome. Gary's yeah. got new chairs here. Right? Yeah. I, you're standing, but I sat down. I'm like, oh, okay, these are nice. Um, you want, A, to get it done right, but B, to get them back to work, you know, get back to making money. A hundred percent. And, you know, I'm going down to this hospital in Ardmore today, and this is one, this is one where the this was a national brand, a national brand remediation company. I'll leave them ne- nameless. But they came into this hospital to do – uh, structural drying and water extraction they messed it up they said it dr- was dry it wasn't dry now they have mold in this hospital mm. and so they're dealing with it all but the problem is is that you know you have to hire a reputable company who knows what they're doing and you know these sometimes the national crews they're in your local area they don't know what they're doing so you know at cavens we invest in training we spend thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in training we have um and then we spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in stay our equipment to make sure our guys are best equipped so we make sure they're the best trained the best equipped in the industry in this region um and and our national clients that we work with know it. We have regional clients and national clients we work with. Uh, we've been in Missouri working for one of them. Uh, we just wrapped up a big mold job in Missouri, and uh, they, uh, we were doing the final punch list this week. And um, they said, you know, we just love working with you guys. You guys come in. So cool. You, we, you, we were able to keep our facility open during this process. You guys were professional. They all, you know, um, were dressed in Cavens gear, had their IDs, everything. And they said, you know, we just, we, we love working with you guys. And this is like our seventh mold project with this group. And, um, you know, that's what all of our clients, once they start using us, they, all of our commercial clients just love us through this process because we, we understand the importance of what's going on and keeping you in business and helping you walk through this. Highway Patrolmen love you too. I mean, that's the key to this as well. Yeah, shout out to the Oklahoma Highway Patrol. They're outstanding. Uh, you know, you guys stay safe out there. We we appreciate everything you do every day. I do too. They're the best, man. And then I, I have one more to ask you before we let you get out of here. Not, not necessarily uh, mold related, but it's something that we don't talk about enough, but yet it, Chris is still over here grinding on the roof side of things, right? And I know we don't talk about it a ton, Gary, but I took down my Christmas lights a while back, right? And I got up on my roof, and I looked around, and I thought, I don't know if this looks right here or if this looks right here. And we we need to make sure we remind people, Chris, come out and check your roof out, and, and he'll give you an idea that can then avoid a leak, mold, 
further investigate because again it's not all that it comes from the roof but just i feel like sometimes i want to make sure to hammer home that's still something that's available here at cavens for you it is something we don't talk about it a whole lot but chris uh chris does an outstanding job he's awesome roofing and uh he's here to help um He's actually down looking at some fires and sulfur today. Oh, man. Apartment yeah. complex that was affected by some fires. But and by the way, he didn't tell me this wasn't Chris planting the seed. It's like, you better talk about roofs. So I just want to make that I, very yeah, clear, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but we're here, you know, and we are headed into rain season. So that's, that's right. something that you need to keep in mind. You know, it's probably a good time while we have some nice weather to have your roof inspected because. I think the weathermen are talking about it getting cold and nasty. Get cold. Got to take advantage of this. Okay, help us out on the great debate. Nothing has generated more interaction on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line than backing in or pulling straight in. Now, if I can gauge by Cavens, we're a backing in group here, right? We actually have a policy on the package. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Safety, right? It is. Safety. You know, we have a 360 policy, which basically all of our drivers are supposed to walk around their vehicles before they pull out and check all the ladder racks, tools, make sure everything's secure. And then they, but they, we, we like them to always back in because um, that way you have a straight shot out, you know. Uh, when you're going, and you never know when you're going to get called out. So we want to make yeah. sure they're ready to go. And look, Julio's got my back. He said, I drive a big truck. If it's slanted parking spaces, maybe I'll pull in. If they're straight, it's too hard. Got to back in. He's right, even yeah. in our personal uh, Eric from the OC, when you have a bigger truck, backing in is easier. And, as you said, safety, too. Yeah. No, I'm 100%. I, I try to get every single one of my guys still, uh, to back. Still very sorry about causing you to get out a little bit late. I just didn't bother me. <laughs> It didn't bother me at all. I'm so terrible at it. If I didn't have the back, uh, the rear camera, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I ever lived without it. My my last truck didn't have it. So my truck has the backup camera, uh-huh. and my work truck has the backup camera. But then I get out to some of my fleet trucks, and uh, I'll move them around or drive them every once in a while because I like to jump in everybody's truck and drive them every once in a while, make sure they're taking care of them. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I'll get in some of them. They don't have backup cameras, and I'm like, oh, <sighs> oh my gosh, I got to. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I was at the. I was the other day. I was. My daughter was riding with me, and we're uh-huh. at the Trey Young Center. Oh, okay. Oh, and that's coming along, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great over there because Court's been playing basketball over there. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, I had a parallel park, and my and my daughter was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm parallel parking." She was like, "What's parallel parking?" I said, "Well, let me show you." She goes, "Dad, you're gonna hit that truck. You're gonna hit that car." And I was like, "No, I've oh, got God, this. We got this. I've got this." And I parallel park in there, and she goes, "Wow." I was like, "Yeah, you hey, need to learn how to do that one." We. Day. Uh, we side story on this my my daughter emma is learning how to drive and she is she's getting pretty good but last night we took a little extra time driving home to work on her parking ah boy gary um we you know what i've got something in the future like the cavens driving school where we teach people how to back in and how to park right because uh, our future generation is doomed all right hey you're the man thanks brother thank you chris thanks for having us out as always that's gary cavens here at cavens uh disaster response group uh always always here for you i'll tell you what the website is a great resource cavensgroup.com 24 7 365 thanks gary i kept them a little bit long today Let's talk football when we get back, Josh. You ready? I'm ready. Can't wait. Let's do it. It's Plank Show right here on the Home Sooner Fans. All right, let's get into this as we welcome you back into the Plank Show. This program has had too little Josh, too much Plank. Congratulations to the OU women's basketball team and their win last night. They're in Stillwater on Saturday. We'll have more from Jenny Baranchek coming up at uh, noon, uh, 11 a.m. 
we got to find some time, too, to get into what you sent me in the DMs. It's kind of fascinating stuff, man. It is. The head coach, the head coach of Boston College took the job as the defensive coordinator at Green Bay, which Jeff Hefley, 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 and Samson I, that's right. Um, and it's it's got people feeling some sort of way, right? Our man it's Herbie. One, fired up. Fired up. We'll get that in just a bit. And but can, Oh, go ahead. It's, uh, I think, another reason we should be happy Brent Venables is Oklahoma's head coach. But we'll get Ooh. to that later. Okay, okay, we'll get to it later. Josh Helmer. Can you cliff notes the conversation from yesterday about Gavin Sawchuck? Well, it obviously took him a while to get going. And I actually think, you know, you look at the pro football focus number. So he was a top 10 freshman running back per PFF, right? Who goes in, they, the same way they do NFL players, they assign grades based on, they watch the tape, judge a performance, right? He was one of the top ten, Gavin Sanchuk was, freshman running backs last season in college football. He was number seven. I think it probably would have been higher, obviously would have been higher, right, if he has the totality of last season look like what the final hmm. five games looked like for him. Yeah. Now, the final five games indicates that, okay, is Gavin Sawchuk ready to be Oklahoma's next great running back? He went over the century mark. In each of Oklahoma's final five games, I don't remember what he averaged per carry, but it was it was pretty high up there and uh, was clearly OU's number one back. So, is the table being set here for Sawchuck to be OU's next great running back? Mm. Let's look at the roster. I have returning... For Oklahoma, Josh, and the I, I know that there's there's guys that are like walk-ons and things of that nature, but I have returning for Oklahoma in 2024. Javante Barnes, Emeka Megwa, and Caleb Hicks. Those are the three potential contributors that we have coming back along with Gavin Sawchuck. Right? Am I missing anyone? Marcus Major is off to Minnesota. Tawi Walker is off to Wisconsin. And in, in fairness, we're still kind of waiting to see what Megwa might be, if anything, since he transferred in. And I don't remember seeing him get in the portal, right? It's my understanding, yes, he's still here. Okay. You had Sam Franklin out of the transfer portal. And then Xavier Robinson and Taylor Tatum in this recruiting class. Now, pause for just a moment. We know that it takes something really special to see consistent carries, I guess, in the case of a running back, right? But just maybe contribution from a true freshman. You got to be pretty special. Uh, I usually go the AD, the Tommy Harris, even the, you know, Caleb Williams and the Trevor Lawrences of the world. You got to be pretty special. With that said, there seems to be a lot of that kind of buzz around a Taylor Tatum, right? My biggest thing with the running backs is just one simple thought, and that is health. You know, who's going to be able to stay healthy? And then, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to cast dispersions on Gavin Sawchuck, right? I think he showed in those last six games that he is, he's capable. 
he, he's uh, five games. I had the Kansas game, six carries for 19 yards. But in those last five games, right, you just laid it out perfect. Um, over 100 yards, had um, six of his nine touchdowns over those final five games, had, I think, the longest runs of the season for Oklahoma in all of those games. So Every single game, he every had game. a run of 29-plus yards. Every single one of them. Every game. And if you remember leading up to that stretch, what was something we really hadn't seen? Chunk runs. Ding, ding, ding. But I guess... I guess my concern, Josh, is just health. Everyone trying to wonder what was wrong with Javante Barnes last year. He went healthy, right? So it, it seems like a cop-out, maybe a little bit in an answer, and I don't know if we didn't go and put, put him in bubble wrap, but isn't that – He's shown he can be the guy, right? Even in the bowl game. Even in the bowl game, um, he had the big run and kind of pulled up lame. I, I remember, you know, you, you're all over the place on the sidelines, and it was a great setup for the for the Alamo Bowl. And I remember Gabe came over and he said, something didn't seem right on that last run. And he came over and didn't really talk to the athletic trainers much. But finally, after a bit, it was like, hey, watch, you know, this point to his leg and showing different things. So I I want to answer yes. I think he's ready to be the guy and have a breakout year. But to my point earlier, Josh, if Taylor Tatum is what we think he is, right, if Javante Barnes is 100% ready to go, I mean, shouldn't he be constantly pushed? And I don't know what I don't. Is Sam Franklin going to be a third down back? Is he going to be someone that pushes? Uh, everyone was raving over Caleb Hicks early in the season, and we never really saw him. In fact, I I remember talking about I went out to practice, and I had heard so much about Caleb Hicks that whenever I was watching Dalen Smothers run, I was like, "Dang man, this guy's good." And they're like, "Wait, that's not even Hicks." <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the overall depth. It's good, right, on paper. But I want to answer yes, but I also think he should be constantly pushed, right? Well, Javante Barnes is somebody that's carried the football a good bit for Oklahoma. We're led to believe that Taylor Tatum's the type that can step right in, yes, and, and impact things because he's that special. He's that electric. Uh, now, time will tell on that front. You added Franklin out of the portal uh, that's somebody that uh, obviously you would think is likewise college ready. Megwa, Hicks, we've touched on on those two. Xavier Robinson, similar to similar to Tommy Walker, I think brings a different dimension right. than everybody else, just because he's he is that power back, right? He uh, he is that sort of traditional power, big bodied running back. So maybe he factors into the equation simply out of uh, the simply out of the fact that he's different from everybody else. But uh, I would give Gavin Sanchuk the leg up at least going in. Uh, This is why I wanted to have the conversation because I'm kind of Mm – I don't know if it's the injury concerns. I'm kind of like you. I guess I need to see the entirety of next season to say that he's the the next Rodney Anderson or he's the next insert great Oklahoma running back. I loved what we saw to end last season – Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know that he's there for me yet. Is that unfair? No, 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 not at all. So I think that's that's the question. 
405-651-3439. When we look ahead to OU football, we're going to have a long off season, right? We got a, what's the countdown clock to game number one at Josh, courtesy of Chick-fil-A off 12th Avenue? Thank you, Chick-fil-A off 12th Avenue. Uh, 212 days, 6 hours, 28 minutes, and uh, 30 seconds and counting. Uh, uh, that's me, by the way, assuming that we're going to have a 6 p.m. start in that game. I, your confidence level in the running backs, and in that Gavin Sawchuk, where do you feel, where do you feel, Josh, and Plank Platoon of the Ref Army, where do you feel like this room is as far as sec readiness and to consistently take that next step but caveat to this josh a little kind of aside do you remember brent venables during the season talking about a position group that needs to be better yeah and he did not it Never was said. just that it was it was yeah we've identified one right now you uh, i always kind of thought Maybe it's the interior of the defensive line, right? Those guys got to get more push. They've got to be difference makers. There was a member of the Ref Army staff that said, I think he's talking about running back. And when you look back, you know, this was this was right around Sawchuck's breakout. You know, this was right around, uh, you know, four or five games to go in the season. So you wonder if you wonder if the way – that Gavin saw Chuck emerged kind of helped answer some of those questions. But I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of like you in this, Josh. I, I don't know. I, I'm not ready to crown him. But I do feel like from a position of concern as the season progressed last year, I feel really confident going into 2024 with the roster as it currently is at running back. It's uh, interesting because – the front half of last season for Sawchuck for everybody in the backfield, and obviously the offensive line is tied into this, it, it was not the running game that we thought it was going to be. We were so confident last offseason in uh, Sawchuck and Barnes in what Oklahoma had in its backfield, and it didn't materialize until the really the final five games here with Sawchuck. And yet, having said that, you know, I, as many concerns or maybe concerns isn't even the right word, not being totally convinced that Sawchuck is this quote-unquote next great back for Oklahoma, right? Because, look, the lineage is strong at OU. To say that you're the next great back at Oklahoma is not something you just say, uh, you don't just offer that up willingly, right? You, you, don't just, right? you don't just attach that status to somebody without understanding what is what that encompasses. That means you're great, right? I do feel the way that Sawchuck ended last season – I'm kind of in maybe a similar place where we were last offseason. I feel good about Oklahoma's running backs. I just don't know, do we have the great OU running back right now today in 24? Yeah, 405-651-3439. It's a great question. Top 10 PFF grade, you can fight and scratch and claw about that. And I'll tell you, you know, one area that I think Gavin Sawchuck is going to be integral, as will – Javante Barnes, or if it's Caleb Hicks, or if it's Xavier Robinson or Taylor Tatum or Sam Franklin. You know, with a young quarterback, you're going to need that security blanket when things break down. And Jackson Arnold is a guy that I think we all agree can create some time in the pocket. 
I think Sawchuck's the best receiver. Well, I, and again, I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of Sam Franklin yet, but I think Sawchuck has the potential to be the best receiver in that group. But I'll tell you what, I am. Um, I think you hit it on the head. I feel very similar today as I did 365 days ago. But then injuries kind of like literally backtracked everything, right? Kind of pushed everything back a little bit. All right, um, quick break. When we come back, we'll hit those texts. We're talking about um, the running back room for Oklahoma going forward. Are you all in on Gavin Sawchuk? You think he's ready to be the number one, or do you think it's Tatum? You think it could be Javante Barnes? We'll dive into it more in depth next right here on The Wrap. Our number two, it's the Plank Show. We're back, everybody. Hope you're having a nice start to the Thursday. Hour number two. Sorry. Manfred Mance. Blinded by the light. Uh, Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. AllisonInsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, HSAs, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. 405-745-2968. Would you like to sing some Manfred Mans now? I don't know these next words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's where it gets I only knew the beginning it? of it. Um. Sorry. Yeah, blinded by the light. That's, that's the part we know. Uh, to the text line we go, 405-651-3439. This is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, which uh, you've started digging up some very interesting numbers as well. But uh, first uh, things first here, from Dodger Blaine, I think Sawchuck will be the guy, <laughs> big if here, if he can stay healthy. If. Big word is if. So during the break, because you had asked – is he, you know, one of the top backs in the SEC? Now, we, we also lay, lay it out with the understanding that, as Josh put it, there's probably like two or three five-star guys from Georgia who are going to pop up out of nowhere. You're like, wait, where did, where did this guy come from, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. Yes. Um, but eight of the top ten running backs in the SEC are gone. Well, and, and maybe I should rephrase that. Eight of the top ten leading rushers in the SEC are gone because one of those in the top ten is a quarterback in Jane Daniels. The uh, And I know that Sawchuck came up just short of 1,000 yards last year, 744 yards on 120 total carries. So that would have had him, bro, that would have had him 12th in, very, in the SEC last year. In what felt like at times very limited work. I mean, the front half right. of the season, how many of his carries? He had 86 carries in the final five games where he rushed for 617 yards. So, I mean, literally, what, that's uh, 30 – how many carries is that? 34 carries mm-hmm. before that? So, yeah. I mean, most of it was in the final five. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And the only two returning backs in that top ten, Josh, neither one of them had over 1,000 yards last year. Montrell Johnson Jr. is back for Florida, and Jarquez Hunter is back for Auburn. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. All right, where do you want to go next? Uh, The 405 hamstring issues? (laughs) So there is – there's two types of issues – that 
as a evaluator, I guess, I'm not trying to sound cool, Josh, but if you evaluate the running game, there's two types of injuries that really worry you, right? One of them, hamstring. The other, like groin issues, to where you're just, and I guess you could really, we could fight ankle issues, can be nagging foot issues. But for me, if I hear that, he's got a groin issue. I'm like, that's one of those that, you know, you can work through, but you can't run through. That's one of those to where you wonder, is it ever going to get back to 100%? Hammy's the same way, because you just feel like it's something you're constantly battling. But it's a fair question, right? Uh, Yeah, it, it is. Is is Barnes issue foot? Is that what he's dealing with? That that's, uh, I mean, I think was sort of our understanding. Yes, that it just mm. lingered and lingered and lingered. Yeah, I guess so. I like what um, I like what Mark from Enid says here. He's right. You could have said the same about Tawi Walker if he got the carries all year. But remember what happened to Tawi Walker? He got hurt too. Now. Did he get – I think that there is a 30-for-30 30 30 somewhere about Tawi Walker's 2023 season, right? Um, burst onto the scene, man. Go back listening to the rush and Teddy talking about being at practice and hearing him carry the football, right, because of the collisions. Boom. Boom. It's great. Then the season starts and – I mean, is it fair to say that he won the SMU game? If they didn't have Tawi Walker, Josh, that's an offense that's in big trouble with their inability to get something going in that game, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they they had to have him. And then something happens in practice. Don't know what. And he's suspended for a game or not there for a game. And then the Kansas game rolls around. And, I mean – Everyone. Well, let's go back. The Texas game, right? Had big game there. Also had that moment with the near touchdown at the end of the first half. It could have been something. Always wonder if he caught that, if he would have been able to get into the end zone, or if Oklahoma would have run out of time and not have been able to, you know, get the field goal off in the first half. I say quarter, first half, excuse me. But then that, that, that something happens, and he's out, and everyone tells you. It's like, oh, dude, I don't think he's going to play for a while. It apparently wasn't good. And then he's running the ball like crazy against Kansas. Then he gets hurt. And then even when he's hurt, he's getting carries against Oklahoma State. But yet, never ends up in a scholarship situation where he can either A, get one, and even when he's in the portal, he's dressed and part of the game plan against Arizona. I mean, it's I, I understand what you're saying, Mark. You're right. I mean, if he was the number one guy and got all the carries, it's kind of looking back, it would be – you know, interesting to see what would have happened. But it's also just, I don't know, Josh, it's a, it's a weird story. Yeah, How it never really materialized throughout the year. It would have been nice to have, like, two more carries late in the Kansas game. Oh, my gosh, one more, dude. One more carry. The way he was going, yeah, it might have just taken one. One more carry. Do you realize, I don't, I don't know if anyone would have felt better if you would have found a way to beat Kansas but still lost to Oklahoma State, I don't know. But I definitely think it would have made for some better shows for us that week. It would have made things a little bit nicer for us. All right, let's – um. oh, um, 
This is this is good from the Sooner Andy, then we'll break. Did you read this one already? Am I losing my mind? No, 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 no. I haven't. Oh. And this is good. You can read all of it. It's really good. <laughs> it's like I know that I've I, I know that we've been fired up today, but here's what the Sooner Andy said. This guy's looking back. I definitely feel like Coach was referencing the running back room. Too many times not making a man miss in the hole or going down too easy. BB specifically mentioned how running backs went down too easy. It's important that someone makes a jump and and becomes that bell cow back. Can Sawchuck take the next step and build on his year in performance and stay healthy? Can Barnes rebound off his injuries to what it looked like he was trending towards? Can Franklin be a difference maker? Can Tatum make an impact? A lot of questions, but have to think at least one is answered in our favor. Optimistic that there will be an answer, just not sure what it will be. And I'm not totally counting out Xavier Robinson to because, again, he provides something that maybe is different from everybody else. You remember, I'm going back here a little bit, people, history lesson time. Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan were in the same recruiting class. And understandably so, who is everybody high on? Joe Mixon. Yeah. Well, it's a five-star kid. Rock star. Had his issues. Who takes advantage of that and became Oklahoma's all-time leading rusher? Samaj P. Ryan, whose name we couldn't even pronounce on signing day. I like the way you're thinking, Sooner Andy. Josh, you've been a big proponent. Not a lot of people are talking about Xavier Robinson because they're talking about Taylor Tatum. I just see videos of him absolutely trucking dudes, <laughs> and I get that that's high school and this is going to be a, a big-time jump up. But uh, he's he's got something that is a little bit different. We'll see. Maybe it'll take him a year or two. It might take both he and Tatum uh, you know, a True. year or so. But uh, we'll see, right? I, I feel yeah. good to start out that uh, Sawchuck ended the way he did last year, but he's got to be healthy. I mean, that's going to be the, the important ingredient for both he and Barnes. All right. Quick break. When we come back, put a wrap on hour two. I can't believe hour three is already here. It's the Plank Show on a busy, busy Thursday right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the ref. I'm trying to learn a little. I'm trying to get in uh, my secret, super secret recruiting intel I've got here. Don't worry, it's not a, it's not anyone. Uh, it's not Nate. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's not Nate. If I, <laughs> I'm gonna let Nate make his decision when Nate Roberts makes his decision, and I'm gonna celebrate him wherever he goes. But I just gotta. Got a little bit of intel that I had to check in with old Parker Thune on real quick. Um, the hottest debate on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line today, Josh, hasn't you guys not really biting too good? Re, good running back conversations, right? The sooner Andy kind of laid it down. The problem is everything, everything that we're diving into here can be talked about next week and the following week and the week after that and without answers i mean we're just going back and forth and it's our opinion about how we feel about it and kind of what we think we're not really gonna i don't even know how much we'll learn or think about after spring except to say oh my gosh the sam franklin guy looks pretty good right josh or holy smokes look at a mecca megwa maybe it adds a name or two that you get excited about but i mean 
I don't know, dude. I I don't know. Yeah, the, I love these kinds of conversations, but it's just there's no finality to it. It's like one of those datelines where they're still looking for the killer. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. The the search continues, as uh, famously said in The Water Boy. It will roll on, but uh, y- yeah, throughout the spring, maybe uh, we get a better inkling of what uh, Oklahoma's brought in in this class, and then uh, some of the guys we haven't seen as much of, because I would imagine probably you're being careful with. Sawchuck and Barnes throughout this ring, but maybe not. Maybe they'll be full throttle, which would be a good sign if they can get through that and be healthy. Mm. Mm. But beyond that, everyone's talking about how they park. Puerto Rico Sooner writes, you got it. You got to back it in and show dominance. You feel like when you back your car and you're showing a little dominance? Oh, maybe? yeah. I, I think yeah. that's why people respond uh, – the way they do. Yeah, sometimes negatively to it. Mm. Uh, and then 5808, we all know that Plank will eventually leave his truck parked at work to make it look like he is the first one there and the last one to leave every day, Costanza style. Uh, when I make some trips, I've done that before. But you got to see, now, Nate, we have a nice addition to the Plank household. We have like a car it's not a carport i used to always think if you had a carport you were rich that's what i thought but we don't have a carport we have one of those like rv things big metal thing if you need one of those call me i'll sell it to you because it's the most grotesque thing on my property ever but it's a good place to kind of keep my car so i no longer have to just hide it at work and make it seem like i'm working nonstop. you don't have to pull a costanza also also there's only a handful of people that regularly come in and out of our office so at some point and it's not like we work in a place to where I could hide. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they'll find out pretty quick. He's not burning the midnight oil. I'm in one of two or vehicle. three studios. <laughs> you would be able to find me pretty quick. And I refuse to believe that the words in that song are revved up like a deuce. Refuse to agree. Uh, refuse to believe that, Realtor Chris. Incorrect. It is not revved up like a deuce. We know what it is. Top five stories today next.